This is Supernatural Selection on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, hosted by Kevin the Bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me is, please introduce yourself. Uh, David Davis, the not-so-bastard. Well, that's good, because we can't both be bastards. Awesome. So this is the show that dares to say it wants to believe, but it's probably going to need a lot of proof first. And uh, today I thought I'd open with one that's been very near and dear to my heart lately, which is the Mothman. David, what are you, uh, what are you familiar with with the old Mothman? Well, um, the, the Mothman, as I refer to him. Or Oiving Mothman, a tiny at law. Yep, yep. Um, no, I've, I've got a fair, num- uh, a fair amount of, like, background research I've done on the thing, because my wife and I are into, like, the supernatural and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Synchronicities, and, um, you know, the, the whole Men in Black phenomenon, and how it's all connected to the Mothman, and all that mm-hmm. jazz. So it, it, it's funny, because the Mothman seems like he's a... a uh, well, I, I don't want to gender the Mothman, but... Uh, like it's a nexus for all the other weird paranormal stuff that I love. Right. Yeah, and I think it's funny how the Mothman kind of... I don't know if you've ever read uh, John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies. It's on my shelf. I haven't read it yet. We found a nice uh, copy from, I think, like the late 1970s. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, one of the things about it is how the Mothman really gets completely overshadowed by the surrounding phenomenon. The Mothman started it all, but it really kicked off with the UFO sightings and the Men in Black. And the, the Men in Black, this is really probably their most interesting time uh, during the whole thing. Some of the funnier stories, like one of the Men in Black coming in and, distra- and a woman distracting him with a ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. him being like, what is that? And she's like, oh, yeah. it's a pen. You can have it. And he <laughs> just like giggles and runs out of the building with it. Oh, Men in Black stories are fantastic. You can do a whole comic strip about just Men in Black like being flummoxed by day-to-day stuff. Yes, I know. That's It's such a great idea. But I, I just find it really interesting how the Mothman has become this thing. Like, even if the original uh, instances were um, fake. Mm-hmm. Or mistaken, mistaking something else for being uh, a six-foot-tall moth person. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's become its own thing. Like, you know, uh, not to wade too deep into the rushes here, but it's like a tulpa, you know? It's like the collective belief I of, was just uh, about to say that. It's very much kind of like chaos magic. You believe in something enough, it kind of becomes reality. Exactly. And it, it gets me because, like, there's been sightings of this thing elsewhere now. So it's definitely taken on a life of its own. Well, I, I kind of, uh, I, I want to address this later, but, like, whenever I think of the Mothman, I sometimes get it confused for the Jersey Devil, and I wonder if, like, in some psychic way, they're, like, one and the same. But we, we can get to that later. Sure, yeah. That's one thing that's always been in the back of my mind. Oh, yeah. Once once we get into talking about the superstructure, this is going to get real interesting. Oh, God, we're going uh, that deep. Oh, we're going way deep eventually. Deeper, in deeper. <laughs> deeper. Uh, not to steal bits, but... <laughs> So, for those that don't know, the Mothman basically turned up in, I think it was 65 or 66, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, scaring uh, two couples, which, 
They were driving around in a car looking for a makeout spot at a disused TNT factory, which, <laughs> make of that what you will. It's explosive. Indeed. And they, um, they saw this thing, like a six-foot-tall uh, shadow person thing with glowing red eyes, and it spread wings out and took off and chased them back into town. Now, there are some people that say that these people were experimenting with acid for the first time. I am no. not going to say whether I believe that or not, but nonetheless, uh, it it the cops went out to check. There were more sightings, and uh, they say that it was seen at the uh, Point Pleasant Bridge shortly before it collapsed. I, I just feel sorry for the couples who wanted to go like make out, and then their vibe is like crushed by the six foot demon from hell. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, nothing cools <laughs> your jets more than a hell spawn popping up in front of the car. Satan, could you leave us alone for five minutes? But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of watching. <laughs> it, it's definitely a boner kill. Well, for some people, for others. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's true. There's probably one dude in the car that's just like, we, uh, we gotta leave. <laughs> this is kind of my thing, man. <laughs> we'll just roll the windows up and turn off the lights. Yeah, we'll just sit there. We don't know he's there. He knows we're here. It's kind of sexy. I don't know. Uh, John Keel, of course, really blew this thing out of the water with that book, uh, The Mothman Prophecies. Not to be confused with the film, The Mothman Prophecies. The book is amazing. I've read it all the way through. And uh, it is definitely a product of its time, though, because there are parts in this book that read like old dime store detective novels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, with a lot of those books, like, the editorial standard wasn't super high. And yeah. a lot of those people, they grew up reading the uh, the pulps, you know, like the mm-hmm. stuff back in the 30s and 40s. You know, the, the uh, Robert E. Howard, the H.P. Lovecraft stuff. So that, that yes. had to have, like, bled into everything they wrote. Yeah, and there's there's one thing that really is in there. It's like, she's not gonna, I tell you what, she's not gonna win any Raquel Welch lookalike contests. <laughs> um, oh, casual sexism. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. It's, like I said, definitely a product of its time. Um, I can't help but think that John Keel might have been cruising for something <laughs> during the entire uh, investigation. I mean, I don't know. It's weird, you know. It's a lot of nights in a car with a secretary in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the setup to for a UFOs. Dear Penthouse letter. Doesn't it? Dear Penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me, but I was looking for a giant red-eyed monster, and let me tell you what I found. I found the beast with two backs. <laughs> yes. So, what's your favorite aspect of the entire uh, Mothman mythos? Uh, you know, I just... It's the interconnectedness of it to other things going on in the world of, like, magic and ufology and all that stuff. Um, just seeing how all the stuff is connected in some very strange way, like it's all symptoms, different symptoms of the same disease. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Because, I mean, you know what, we may as well dive into the whole superstructure thing, because the Mothman was like the, please, please. the tip of the iceberg for this entire experience, because like I said, it gets overshadowed because suddenly everybody's seeing UFOs, fleets of them, and like... Other strange creatures appearing, and it, it's almost like for a little while, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, turned into uh, Skinwalker Ranch because, like, mm. well, and it's not 
it's not just Point Pleasant either. It's that whole like True. area, like the tri-state area or something like that, where all this weird supernatural crap is happening in the late 60s, early 1970s, mm-hmm. and it all just bleeds together. Yeah, I mean, like the Flatwoods Monster, which is something I really want to tackle on another episode because he does not get enough uh, coverage. Mm-hmm. But like that, that that was West Virginia, you know. And then there's uh, Ketsburg, the Kecksburg crash in uh, Philadelphia, and the Hopkinsville Goblins, my absolute favorite. Absolutely, that that's one we've got to got to tackle in a couple of episodes. Because holy crap, that is like one of my favorite UFO cases, just because it's uh, it, it, there's these people, something happened to these people. They were. Oh, it, it feels like a movie, dude. It really does. Also, if you're not uh, set on the title for your podcast, you call it six, you can call it Six Degrees of the Mothman. <laughs> Just thought about that. That's fun. I like that Six Degrees <laughs> of Mothman, starring Kevin Bacon. But <laughs> as the Mothman. Um, I just think it's interesting, and uh, like you were talking about the re- uh, possible spiritual relation to the uh, Jersey Devil. What uh, my theory is that there's these archetypical beings that like bleed into thin places in reality and they're interpreted differently by different people in different times and different places just based around what's near them like the 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 term mothman came from batman batman was popular Mm -hmm. 66 67 adam west was on television everybody started calling him mothman because it sounded like a batman villain Mm -hmm. so I just think it's interesting they interpreted it as this dark thing, which I realize that's not really in keeping with the whole Adam West right. series, but well, still. Well, here's the thing. He wasn't the monster we needed. He was the monster we deserved. That's true. You, you hunt me. You condemn me. You write <laughs> books about me. <laughs> and yep. um, it's, uh, it's just so interesting how... Point Pleasant has managed to take this thing and spin it into an industry now. Oh God, yes. Um, I I love like looking at the touristy nature of Point Pleasant and how it's revolved around this creature, and like it makes me want to go there. I want to go there and I want to buy oh. every single Mothman item I can. Like there's Mothman pizza, Mothman cookies. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited about it because like if I could go, they have a Mothman festival every year, and they're is a huge pancake buffet. <laughs> because nothing reminds you of the Mothman more than pancakes. Yeah. It makes it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, no, none, none like silver dollar pancakes to make you think horrifying cryptid that may have destroyed a bridge. Are, are, are they at least red velvet so you can pretend they're Mothman eyes? Ooh, if they're not, they should be. That sounds great. Uh, they should hire me then. Oh my god, they really should. Have you heard about the new uh, ritual that has started around the Moth... You know about the big metal Mothman statue? Yes, the one that looks like a He-Man Masters of the Universe action figure? It lo- Yeah, it absolutely looks like the B-Dude from uh, He-Man. <laughs> yep. And um, they've they, there's this new thing, for some reason, because the internet... People were leaving cans of baked beans <laughs> for the statue. <laughs> That sounds very much in line with how the internet, like, does stuff. So oh, yeah. I, I appreciate that, and when I go, I will bring it. Please do. The the artist and the town are like, please stop, and somebody apparently <laughs> What's recently... What's with all these beans? Well, I can't hold all these beans. Somebody... He's the Mothman, not the Bean Man. <laughs> 
Mothman loves his beans. The thing is, this is how religions start. I mean, Mythology. That's, yeah, that's how it happens. It's like, okay, well, we got a statue of a moth. Bring beans for the moth god. And, and somebody made a big pentagram around the statue out of cans of beans. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, this is, this is everything I want the internet to be right here. <laughs> Oh, I had not heard any of this, but now I absolutely am going to be looking it up. Oh, yeah, no. Just look up Mothman Statue Beans. Um, <laughs> I, I just found out about it yesterday. That, that's and a wonderful, like, wonderfully random Google search string. Mothman Statue Beans. Yeah, everybody put that in. It's it's way tamer than what you're normally putting in your browser. <laughs> I promise. You know, unless you're looking for Rule 34, I'm not here to judge. We don't kink shame here on uh, DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. It's in the title, Deviant Behavior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, the bean thing, I I was discussing this with some folks at work the other day, and it's just, this is literally how religions start. Because somebody (laughs) will be like, oh man, I made it across that bridge safe. Better give the Mothman some beans. Beans for the Moth God. So, um, we, we were talking about John Keel and his book. Now, mm-hmm. when was that exactly? Oh, well, geez. not exactly. It was either late 60s, early 70s. Okay, so that, in our Mothman timeline, we're still pretty early on here. Oh, yeah, we are still in the... Uh, in fact, I'd go as far to say that this is still technically post-bridge collapse. Mm, okay. Period. So, uh, he it, it's still fresh on everyone's minds. He was still in communication with a lot of these people. He was still actively researching. Mm-hmm. So, it's very fresh on everyone's minds. So, if you haven't read the book, definitely check it out. I do kind of want to touch on the movie because I saw the movie and it's awful. It's got, like, nothing to do with anything. It's just Richard Gere playing someone that is not John Keel and uh, well well no one can play John Keel John no. Keel is a unicorn he's a species all of his own and like it's impossible to justify or like to make that happen on the screen yeah if you've seen a picture of the man he really does look like um, the sexiest psychiatrist you're ever gonna meet <laughs> Dr. Peter Venkman okay not quite that sexy but like you know he's got like the van dyke and the rim of hair and he's bald and he just has that look like an illustration from like an old 60s edition of clue maybe or maybe like a playhouse uh playboy cartoon yeah just like that yeah you got the psychiatrist and you got the blonde in the on the, the little reclining chair naked that sort of thing uh-huh yeah basically sitting there going i think perhaps you should remove your panties <laughs> yeah, that's that's John Keel in a nutshell. Man, Except, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd have at least three dollars. Really? <laughs> you Long story. <laughs> such an interesting life, David. Yep, it's got I, its charms. Yeah, see, I've I've had people offer me money to keep my clothes on, but that's that's a completely different thing. Oh, so I, I do have a question for you. Um, Absolutely. So. We, we start seeing the Mothman in the ni- late 19- mid to late 1960s. Mm-hmm. How long is the like active period of continuous sightings? Uh, when do we start like seeing the Mothman kind of like disappear, I guess? 
around the 70s, it, it, like around the time the book came out, it really slowed down more. And it didn't, like there were scattered sightings every now and again still in that whole tri-state area, you know. But nothing, you know, there was no bridge collapse, there's no big mania over it. It's like, I think I saw the Mothman. I think you're on meth. So, so what you're telling me is that John killed it. John, oh my god. I, I want to harm you, and I can't, <laughs> because we have to finish the show. But <laughs> he did kill his lead. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting to me is the more recent sightings. Oh. Yeah. Let's go into that for a second. Uh, there were sightings in Russia in the 80s. Okay, that, that was not something that I expected. I know, because uh, it was a small town called Chernobyl. <laughs> oh, I think I've heard of that place. Yeah, yeah, you might have. They had a uh, little little amusement park for kids. Nothing else happened there, you know, just the Mothman. No major nuclear disasters. Everything's fine in Chernobyl. The deers have the correct number of eyes. <laughs> you can get cancer from looking at it from a, through a pair of binoculars it's uh wonderful <laughs> yeah exactly go go see the famous elephant foot it's fantastic bring the kids <laughs> it's just one elephant foot no one knows yeah. how it got there no one knows why it's still moving around it's got elephant it's got a uh umbrellas sticking out of the top of it everybody's wondering where's the rest of the elephant meanwhile there's this elephant walking along somewhere in asia that just it's like uh, it's like my foot's still there <laughs> but it yeah, he showed up before the nuclear disaster, like weeks leading up to it. So, so what? What is this like? When you say he showed up, was it just like, "Hey guys, uh, keep an eye on the reactor there," or what? What was it when you say he showed up? Similar sightings to what happened in uh, Point Pleasant. You know, people driving at night, seeing this trying to make large out shape with the red eyes, and police going out to investigate and nothing coming of it and then the nuclear reactor happened and then everyone starts going hey didn't that moth guy show up before a bridge collapse do you think the KGB has a file on the mothman Man, or had they, a file on the mothman I think they did I don't see why they wouldn't yeah I just because you mentioned like Russian police I'm like oh okay they probably got bumped up with the KGB and now I'm just picturing Vladimir Putin out there trying to like wrestle the Mothman down to the <laughs> ground. He's gonna, he's gonna ride it like a bear. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's our Putin. You'll stay down, let me ride you. <laughs> uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd actually have about ten bucks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. With that same inflection and everything. Yes, it's always <laughs> a older Russian man. Don't go to the train yards, kids. So, apparently there was also uh, sightings before uh, a couple of other disasters in Russia. I hate to say this, but my uh, research is a little lax on that one. I saw a reference to it earlier, and I have lost it. You mean the Mothman isn't a super well-documented phenomenon? I know! It's shocking! He's got at least a couple of books... You'd think I'd have more access to this information. But, but how many of them are in his own words? Oh, none. None. <laughs> we, we definitely need 
Mothman in his own words. Mothman, Guiding Light, Oprah's book selection of the month. With a foreword by Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I don't know why Woody Allen just popped into my head there, but that that that's that's now a thing. The, the Mothman was a... Uh, I, I can't do Woody Allen. I can't even yeah. try that, so... <laughs> oh, Sun Yi! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, God. Um, and then there's the ones from this year. Oh, ooh. Like mm-hmm. 2021 or 2020? 2020 and 2021. Last oh, year. And this is why I'm not going to fly. Um, <laughs> he's been spotted at O'Hare Airport. Oh, Jesus. In Chicago. Oh, no. Like, a lot of them. And we're talking, like, security guards going... And and it's, like, these Hispanic guys that were there, like, Oh, my God, look, it's it's the big bird. And no es bueno. No es bueno. No es bueno, indeed. And, um... There was a sighting, I believe, uh, according to the my sources, uh, last week. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, for the past year, there have been sightings of the same dark shape with glowing red eyes. Okay, so here's my question for you. Presumably, mm-hmm. everybody at this airport has a cell phone, and these cell phones have cameras in them. Yes. Have, have there been any pictures? There have been no pictures. There is more documentation of the jetpack dude than there is of the Mothman. One of my favorite cryptids, the jetpack dude. Yes. And I'm so mad about that. Because it's like, you got this? We got Bigfoot, we got the Mothman, we got friggin' uh, Champ the Lake Monster, but y'all can't get photos of that. You Mm -hmm. got the jetpack dude. Well, and especially at an airport, because you would think with, you know, big, big airplanes, there would be, like, a ton of security video out there and everything like that. So, I I guess my question for you then is, like, why is there always this lack of pictorial evidence? You know, my guess, uh, this time, with, uh, the current situation, like, the 80s, okay, yeah, it's Russia... It's like a take picture with potato is not work. I don't understand. And then, oh like, man, your your Russian listeners are gonna be so pissed off. I, they really. We actually have some Austrian listeners, so I do have to be careful. We yeah, have so a, don't badmouth chocolate then. Yeah, no kidding. We have got a shocking number of people listening uh, in Austria. So hello, Austria. Uh, but <laughs> my guess is the reason there's no photos is it's the time of COVID, so there weren't that many people at the airport, I'm guessing? How convenient. I know. Well, you know, I I guess I have kind of a theory with that as well, because if this kind of extends into other theories, but if the Mothman is part of some larger kind of psychic phenomenon, it, it would make me wonder if that perhaps maybe this phenomenon, like, prevents people from taking photos. Like, it just kind of, like, slips it out of their minds or whatever. No, I totally get that, because also we're talking about something that if it is a psychic phenomenon and we're completing a circuit of the experience, there may not be anything to take a photo of. Right, it could just be some mass hallucination. Or some or some kind of, like, uh, mass... It, a di- okay, you've read H.P. Lovecraft. You remember when he, uh, I think it's in Whisperer in the Darkness, he tried to take photos... Mm-hmm. Of the uh, the the Migo, and they yeah. didn't take. 
Maybe it's like that. Yeah, so, something along those lines. But it just it, it just it amuses me that like here we are in the year of 2021 and just no no photographs, even though everybody has a camera. So uh, thanks, COVID. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. I really think we need like a world star hip hop, but for cryptids, not street fights. <laughs> oh man, or just just make a category on world star. That way, every time you get a photo of Bigfoot, you shout world star. Yeah, no, I I'd be all over that, dude. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm down. So, um, to be a little more skeptical, because you have to have someone who poo-poos on the parade, then. Please um, do. Please what, do. Because, what, like I said, I want to believe, but, like, I really have to be careful if I'm going to They don't make it easy to believe, that's for they sure. They really don't. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the, uh, I don't want to say excuses, but what are some of the reasonings people have for these sightings? Like, are they animals? Are they okay, uh, so pranks? There is a very large bird, like a very large crane, in the West Virginia area that, yeah, when it yeah. lands, uh, it has like a huge wingspan, and it keeps its head ducked down, and they're saying it could be like, you know, the, the light reflecting on the inner eye, like happens to a lot of animals. Yeah, like when I look at my cat at like four in the morning. Yeah, exactly, and you poop your pants. That's that's one theory about what they're seeing, or uh, barn owls. Okay, I could see those. I, I'd also uh, I there there's so many dumb documentaries on this crap, but um, there there's one that theorized that it could be some sort of mutation to an animal because of chemicals from that dynamite uh, storage facility. Also, a very good point. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the dynamite plant because the chemicals from the dynamite plant have been seeping into the groundwater table and the city's water supply, meaning these people may just have chemical poisoning and be hallucinating from nitroglycerin. Well, I certainly hope no one gets into a fist fight there because you punch somebody and then they'll, they'll explode. Oh my god, it'd be like crashing a pinto. I know. <laughs> so, so... Were there any other theories about what this thing could have been? Well, uh, there's always the hoax. Now, why would someone make something up like this? Well, you know, hypothetically speaking, let's say you're, um, you're the kind of person that likes to, like, pull pranks, and you know that these two couples are gonna go driving out to the TNT plant where there's no one around to make out, which is still just... A creepy idea. Hey, man. Yeah, kind of weird. Wanna, yeah, let's all go make out in the same car. Maybe uh, we can swap up. Is it any creepier than the guy who's like who knows about this and follows them? The, nothing about this situation <laughs> isn't creep. So imagine for a second the guy uh, just... And let's, you know, not even bringing up the possibly they did acid for the first time thing. Okay, we're just not even thinking about that. Let's say, hypothetically, somebody were to, I don't know, put on a gorilla suit with some bike reflectors over the eyes and have a Dracula cape in the dark. That sounds extremely plausible. Doesn't it, though? Oh, Bunch man. of high school kids just going to freak each other out, and then it takes off, and you're like, hey, maybe I can keep this going. Say nothing. Say nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is, <clears throat> I knew someone from Point Pleasant. 
Oh, a couple of years ago, I was working with a gentleman who lived and grew up in Point Pleasant and was knee deep in the paranormal. Love the Mothman Festival, all that fun stuff. And he told me what he believes is the truth. And the thing is, I can't bring myself to tell the truth. Hmm. There's two reasons. Number one, if it were a fake thing, you know, like, wouldn't that destroy Point Pleasant's uh, tourist industry? Mm, I See, I don't know about that. I think they'd be content to ignore it because people prefer... People prefer the, the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so even if it's like, they can just always say, "Well, that's a theory, that's a theory," and then you know. So I, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, still, I don't want to like poop oh, on I, anybody's yeah. good time. Oh yeah, no, I understand. And the other thing, and this is the more important reasoning in my head, is um, it doesn't matter. At this point, it's already built up. The truth is not going to change anything for the better. So, why not just let it be? And besides, like I said, even if it were to have been like a dude in a suit, he's not the guy that showed up at Chernobyl. He's not the guy flying around O'Hare Airport right now freaking people out. Do you think it's out. the jetpack guy? You think I, sometimes if, he has the jetpack and then he puts a cape on? I don't know. Maybe maybe it is like a 110-year-old man with a jetpack and a Dracula cape. <laughs> I gotta admire his commitment. Yeah, just, well, I'm still alive. I'm gonna go make some people shit the pants. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the internet. There's nothing better than anonymous fame. <laughs> so we have been going here for about half an hour, and to be honest, I think we've kind of covered everything we can about the Mothman. Can you think of anything else? Well, um, I, I think as we do further explorations, we'll kind of see how he links up to other things, other subjects as well. Because there's that whole, like, weird triangle of oddness down there in the Absolutely. south, eastern, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at my list of topics coming up in the future. And I would love to do two of these with you for sure. Uh, the Hopkinsville, uh, Hopkinsville Goblins. <laughs> because... Man, you and me both, that's one of my favorites. And, well, uh, I, I wanted to do that, uh, write that story with you about that. Yes, yes, the one, yeah. You said something about, like, a like a pickled arm in a jar, I think. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just like a siege movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worm in tequila. You can drink it, but you gotta kiss that arm. <laughs> and uh, I'm throwing that in the script now. Oh, please do. <laughs> God kiss the arm. And the third one, uh, in this series at least, is going to be the Flatwoods Monster, like I said earlier. Which is, uh, I mean, you got to respect any monster that shows up wearing a moo <laughs> I, I don't know if respect is the word you're looking for, maybe pity. No, no, man, no, I respect him. He's in touch with his sexuality. <laughs> he came down to Earth and was like, y'all look at my moo-moo, you just got a deal. <laughs> I don't know why they all end up sounding like the uh, pervert guy from uh, Family Guy, but, you know, here we are. Yep. It's <laughs> and, a fun voice. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it creeps people out when I do it at work, but... <laughs> well, don't do it at work. Okay, so one question, since we're talking about voices and stuff, mm -hmm. what does a Mothman call sound like? 
the Mothman call? Yeah. What do they have like a any de- descriptions of like how it sounds? Can you maybe make no, that sound? No, it didn't. I've never read anything uh, about how it sounds, Aww. but I kind of imagine it would be sort of a low. See, I would go the sound. opposite way. I would go with something higher pitched, like something like so, that. So, literally, the Mothman lands on top of your car, looks at you, and goes, "Sure do miss my paper boy." <laughs> oh man, that's terrifying. I know, isn't it though? <laughs> that's that's why I don't you have you any friends. You want a popsicle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're going to hell. <laughs> um, so some other topics coming up in future episodes, as I said, are the Hopkinsville Goblins, Flatwoods Monster. Uh, I'd like to do a series on ghosts of the world, like those freaky Asian head ghosts that come apart and drag their intestines behind them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Philadelphia Experiment. Ooh. And uh, Inunaki Village, which I'd never heard of this until someone suggested it to me. Uh, are you familiar with it at all? Sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, well, you know what? We're both going to have to look into that because that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, maybe I'll do research on the next sure, one. Sure, that'd be great. You can bring one to the table. In fact, you know what? Yeah, because I've just been I've been flying blind this whole yes. time. Uh, <laughs> flying blind as a Mothman, flying straight into a light bulb. I tell you what, why don't you tackle the Hopkinsville Goblins? Oh hell yeah, yeah. Right, sounds good. That'll be fun. And uh, what I'm gonna do with a uh, Mike is uh, internet weirdos, for lack of a better term. So it's gonna be about you and Mike then? No, it's gonna be about people like John Titor. Oh, time travel and Titor. Yes, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, no, there's there's gonna be some fun stuff with that. So that's what you can look forward to in future installments of the show. Um, so, David, thank you so much for coming on this inaugural episode with me. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. I love just talking about this weird stuff. You and I talk about it all the time oh. anyway, so it's nice to commit it to the ether. Yes. Yes. I'm just happy we're able to talk about this stuff and not annoy people in the same room. <laughs> so Exactly. Yes. So, uh, that is it for this episode of Supernatural Selection. Uh, tune in next time, and, uh, we'll see you then. Supernatural Selection is a production of DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Our theme music is screensaver by Kevin McLeod and can be found royalty-free at incompetech.filmmusic.io. You can reach Kevin on Twitter at Coda Otan and David at HPKOMIC.